Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I'm Linnell Gordon, and I want to introduce you to a very special guest. First off, I just want to say he is a wonderful human being. There are people in this industry that are here because they were looking to make a living for their family and to grow. And there are people in this industry that came into it because they're business people at heart and it's just what they do. And I think Ryan is one of those people. Ryan is a co-founding partner at Casago. Before that, he was the property manager and founder of Padzu. Did I say that right? Yeah. Vacation Homes. He's an advisory member of Direct, which is a short-term platform, rental property and reservation management system. So he's into tech two guys is what I'm saying there. But here's a really cool thing. Brian started out, he has a BA in entrepreneurial studies. So, I mean, he started out knowing that he was going to go business. And so let's talk a little bit with the amazing businessman here that we have. And Ryan, did I say your last name? No, my last name's Dame. Yeah, like Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame, that's hilarious. I will never forget that. (laughs) So when you think about moving from boutique, talk to me a little bit about what you did and your career and how your growth has been in property management. Yeah. And thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. You know, I started doing vacation rentals about 21 years ago. Started here in Scottsdale, Arizona as a hobbyist, I would say. Managing the typical founding story, I think, of managing my own properties, moving into friends and family, some realtors that would refer stuff. And then decided I probably should get you know serious about it and actually form a company to do it. I've always had a passion for real estate. In college, I actually started a real estate marketing company that we sold to Realtor.com. So always had an affinity towards all things real estate. And this uh, property management piece really came to be when I was selling products for Realtor.com. After I'd sold the company, I worked for him for a couple of years. There was a group down in Florida called Myers Realty. And at the time, you know, I was West Coast. And Myers, we just, yeah. Yeah, I went to school at BYU. And West Coast wasn't really as strong in the vacation rental world as like the places like Florida and the Carolinas and so forth. But I got to learn a little about vacation rentals and working with some of the founders there at Myers and learning a little about vacation rentals. When I got to Scottsdale, I was like, man, no one's doing this out here. I think I was like the 75th or 175th, I can't remember, vacation rental because it used to be on you had the number next to your listing. And I was like 175th listing on VRBO in Arizona. And I'll cut to now there's over, you know, 12,000 listings here 20 years later. So, you know, kind of originally doing that, it's always funny because when I started doing that, I kind of told my mom and dad, like, this is what I'm kind of doing. And my dad was, you know, saying like, you've had a lot of good ideas, but this is a bad idea. And uh, you better have a good plan B because no one is going to pay to sleep in someone else's bed. I would never let anybody sleep in my bed. (laughs) So cut to we're here today, 21 years later, you know, having the time of my life running in this vacation rental circle that we're all in. And it's been a really fun experience. Tell me what the biggest challenge is moving from single site to multiple locations. Oh, man, that was really easy for me, only because I hadn't been a big systems person. I was always running and gunning. I loved growth. And I we started in Arizona. Our first entree into outside the market was in Palm Springs. We purchased a little group called Golf and Tennis Realty, a 60-unit portfolio out there. And that began the biggest challenge, I would say, of, you know, of my vacation rental career was, you know, it's a four hour drive from Scottsdale. And really quickly, it turned into me 
driving to Palm Springs every Monday morning, waking up at five, six o'clock, getting out to that office by nine or 10 and spending the first two days of every week of the first probably 18 months that I had that business, trying to like sprinkle some of my Ryan, you know, into that office. (laughs) I love Palm Springs. I'm just telling you, I love that market. The people there are wonderful. I have friends there that do property management. They're just good people. Good people. It's a fun vibe. Touristy, but there's also a great subset of local people there that are awesome. That Our team up there was absolutely great. So you Ryanized your business. I think, unfortunately, the Ryanized part wasn't so much documentation as much as me just going out and trying to teach and then leave and then teach and then leave. And then I think the biggest struggle was rather than putting processes and procedures in place on how to solve problems, it was like, we'll just wait for Ryan to come back and Ryan will fix the problem. Like, or we'll give this problem to Ryan or we'll ask Ryan instead of really empowering people to make those decisions, understand how to process through those decisions, giving access to probably some of the software and systems that I should have given more access to and kind of holding it a little tight. Been there, done that. Yeah. It was horrible. And then we started a branch up in Park City, Utah, and then that became like Scottsdale the Palm Springs to Park City, like, and that became the rotation. And that quickly got me to a place where I was like, man, this is really hard to control. And there's no way I can grow beyond this. Like I'm at my limit now. Now it's going to be these three markets forever. And, you know, through this whole process in comes my relationship with Steve. You know, he started down in Mexico. We became buddies. He lived here in Scottsdale. We'd meet for burgers and beer, chat, talk. And the thing that I was always impressed about is the system that he was putting in place but most importantly, a training system that he had started to create down in Puerto Penasco, down Rocky Point. So he invited me down to come check out his facility. We actually had condos on the beach down from each other for all these years and got to kind of go see the Casago University and understand the process that was going on there and quickly started to understand that Steve was creating a culture of education, a culture centered around values and principles that these employees and teammates were making great decisions around. And then had the ability to take and deploy these people almost anywhere, not just in Mexico, but in the US to really be able to grow the business in a way where Steve, unlike Ryan, didn't have to go out and just, you know, sprinkle his Steve magic on it. He embedded that early on in these people through training taking people from housekeepers to front desk managers to running big pieces of the business and getting them uber confident in their decision-making processes and understanding the values and principles of the company. And then being able to take that and insert them in, you name the city in Mexico or the US with a high degree of success. And that was something that really changed my perspective around this industry and around this business of being able to, you know, growth at all cost and kind of running Mach 5 with your hair on fire like I was, was probably the wrong way to do this without really pulling it back and understanding the processes and the systems and the culture and being able to leverage that and speak into your employees and your staff and your people and your team became really important and a really good, valuable lesson for me. I think that even if you're not growing in multiple locations, I think that This training, education, empowerment of those under you is a common theme in successful property management companies. We hear that on this podcast all the time. And I just want to mention to everybody listening, guys, at Casago, Ryan is overseeing the strategic growth initiatives here. So if there's anybody that knows how to grow, you are talking to the right person here. So if you could go back 20 years 
And I'm sure you've already mentioned this, but I'm still going to ask the question and look at your younger self and say, hey, here's what you need to keep in mind. What would that be for growth and success? Man, that's a good one. I think early on, not understanding the importance of brand was probably a shortcoming. I think to the point earlier, like we were so in the infancy of the industry. I think to your point, you've had a history of working with great legacy brands that are second and third generation businesses. On the West Coast, we really didn't have that. So like, we were very dependent on the OTAs. I mean, this was back before Airbnb was even a thing. You know, I remember creating Craigslist ads. But I think the branding of it was, you know, probably a shortcoming. It's so interesting. I think in this day to day, there's so many industry experts out there on social media and things that have really positioned themselves as industry experts. And I think when you really get into the professionally managed side of our business, there's really true experts in our field that I think that one of the biggest regrets was not you really positioning some of these legacy managers and some of these original managers to really be the true industry experts, because I think that there's a lack of education. And I think it's a little distorted as to what it takes to be successful in this vacational industry on a professional level these days. I really wish that I would have saw that ahead of what's happened with social media and Airbnb experts, because I think there's some bad education going on in the industry and some misinformation being done in the industry. Some people that haven't been even through a recession. And I wish that I would have had a better foresight to take that torch in a more professional way and carry that into the industry and the market that we're in today, because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. I don't disagree with you. And not everyone went through 2015, 16. Yeah. And when they did, not everybody learned either from it. And a lot of people went under. There have been some real recessions in our time in vacation rentals, for sure. Let me ask you this. Tell me your favorite owner or guest story. Owner story, I've got a good one. So we have a branch in Santa Barbara and Spencer Farnsworth is our guy there. He's the man and runs that facility amazingly. He just shared an amazing story about a guest. I guess this is a little bit of a guest and an owner story, but it was a previous guest that was having a hard time renting the same house out in Santa Barbara. They have some beautiful inventory out there on the beach. And the way that him and his team, Jenny, and the team out there really handled that guest to kind of talk about the ledge of how upset they were, giving them a great experience, finding some other solutions for them. But he just showed the home last week on one of our orange calls, which was amazing because this customer now ended up buying a multi-million dollar house out there and listed it with our Costco office in Santa Barbara. So I thought it was just a really good testament to how they handled problems out there at the Costco office and you know, really became the advocate for the renter and now an owner's advocate as well, making sure they're managing that asset. I thought that was a really cool story of taking something that was a bad situation that created a little anxiety, I think, for the office into making them a raving fan. A guest story, I think this is kind of fun. We hosted a guest unbeknownst to me here in Arizona just a few months ago. And then my girlfriend and I and the kids, we ended up renting a home out in San Diego. And evidently, we rented it on VRBO. And evidently, the owner kind of looked up my name, realized that I was involved with Cosigo, and left us an amazing like fruit basket and some wine, and also a note saying, 
thank you for hosting us at Costago and gave us the house address if they stayed out here in Scottsdale. And they said they're so happy to be able to now reciprocate to you the experience we had in Scottsdale. So just super small world that we hosted somebody and then we stayed in their house months later, I thought was a really cool circle of life situation from a guest and owner standpoint. So it meant a lot to me that people look stuff up like that and they go out of their way to create that experience because it ended up being great for our trip and our family. So that was awesome. That is a wonderful story. I tell you, it does come around. The circle does go around. I find it very interesting that the people that I've met years ago, when I meet them again, in this industry, at least, people help each other. We are known for helping other people, for our guests, for our owners, but we help each other too. And I think some of the nicest people in the world are in vacation rentals. Yeah. Built by property managers for property managers. Streamline is a powerful software that gives managers enterprise-level capabilities to drive more revenue and improve operational efficiency. Migrating to Streamline allows property managers to gain functionality while reducing the need for multiple vendors, improving flow by logging into a single system and reducing redundant technology costs. With Streamline, property managers achieve revenue lifts by leveraging our fully-fledged communication center, reservations quoting system, revenue management tools, homeowner acquisition CRM, and powerful direct OTA connections. Streamline also has industry-leading trust accounting and report capabilities to give you clarity in an overall company performance. Learn more about Streamline Vacation Rental Software at StreamlineVRS.com. Let me ask you this. So I know you're responsible for strategic growth. What is the top advice you would give a property manager, single location, who wants to grow their business? It's a great question. So I would say this. First and foremost, I think the single location is one thing. I think the other important piece of having success in a single location is to actually be local in that area. I know that, you know, going back to some of the new methodologies of vacation rentals, I think that the key to having a successful local business is to be local as a property manager, to be in that market, to be the local hero, to be involved in the community, to understand those realtor relationships, vendor relationships, to really be there in person, not just managing properties in a location. So I think first and foremost is to be local in your market, be involved in that process. And I think with that, I would say, I think there's an affinity for people to want to grow outside of the business. And I think the other advice I would give is to go very narrow and deep in your market before going shallow and wide. So there's a lot of economies of scale in a business, in this vacational business, especially that are geographically central and give you an advantage economically to go deeper in a local market before saying, oh, I've got 20 houses here. Now I'm ready to jump over to the community that's 40 minutes down the road. Having some of that isolation geographically is a huge benefit. Um, while it's very tempting to be like, I'm in multiple cities, I think being really deep in the city that you're in and really having great controls over that gives you some big advantages. No, I agree. That's great. Let's talk about Casago. I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. Tell me about your franchise model and tell me how it works. Yeah. So the franchise model really came to be, you know, as Steve and I merged our two companies, at that point, there was about 16 offices. There were about 1,600 properties. And at that point, there began to be definitely some economies of scale to how things were working. 
Obviously, there's some advantages as size grows. Some of those economic advantages grow as well. Anything from, you know, how you're purchasing products from soaps and shampoos to group purchasing organizations and having some scale with vendors, I think, becomes very important. But the most important thing, I think, goes back to what I talked about earlier, which is just having those SOPs, having documented processes of how to do things and how to empower people inside your organization to make the same decisions that you would make and to think about it in those ways. So I think one of the things that we've done is to create those systems in advance. And now I think, you know, our mission is really to kind of roll out this model, this Costco model across the country. So we have a strong commitment to grow. Currently, we're at 44 locations, you know, between the U.S., Mexico and Virgin Islands. We added over 20 partners last year. We're on track to add over 35 new partners this year with the goal of getting to 100 partners across the country by the end of 2024. We're going to do that by partnering with best-in-class local operators in their local markets, as well as bringing in greenfield operators in certain markets that are committed to the process that want to learn best practices for this. And I think that's been the real testament to what we've been building here is as we built this, we didn't know who this would speak to as far as a business model, but over half of the partners that we've signed up have been existing operators, some of them multi-generational operators that understand the business, right? That they understand what the business is and understand how to run the business successfully, but truly want some of the advantages of scale. And I think that's what's important about this business is you're either in your infancy in this industry, you're growing in this industry, or you're scaling in this industry. And there's a big difference between growth and scale, right? I mean, growth is when you add a million dollars of gross bookings and you add another X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars of expense and they go up proportionately. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. I mean, that's something that everybody should be proud of. The next piece of that is how do you scale the business? How do you grow a couple million dollars in gross rent and then not have proportional expenses go along with that? And keep your infrastructure stable at the same time. You're absolutely right. And I think that's what we're helping some of these localized managers do is scaling back office resources, being able to connect into some of the cost to go infrastructure, cost structure, back office, anything from you know shared reservationists. Like we have abilities to take after hours call centers and maybe take four of our partners sharing one call center representative and sharing that cost at a couple bucks an hour versus eight to 10 bucks an hour, still taking the same calls, still putting work orders into the same PMS software. We use Streamline software. So they're able to go in there and put this stuff in, wake up the next morning, see the work orders, deploy people. But doing that at scale is a big piece of what people are finding as an advantage with Costigo. I think with a lot of the national groups out there today that are buying these publicly traded companies and the private equity groups that are buying companies, they, in a lot of ways, are buying these local mom and pop businesses that have been built with a ton of love and a ton of that local hero mentality, but then taking it into more of a corporate bureaucracy, pulling out some of the heart and soul of these businesses being that local owner. And so what we're doing is really taking those local owners giving them a tech stack and a tool suite that can compete with those national competitors and give them a cost basis advantage, helping them dig a really big moat around that localized business, but still having the secret sauce, which we believe is that local family business, that local operator who's there loving on their owners and their guests being there locally. And we think that that's a recipe for success. I think that's beautiful. I do. Could you keep the heart? 
you keep the customer service piece, the people that love the business and doing what they do. You know, it's really surprising to me because the franchise model has gained traction in all different industries, the real estate industry, hospitality brands everywhere, but it's been really slow in the vacation rental industry. And we've been slow to adopt the model as well. I don't know why. Do you have any clues? I am interested in your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it has been interesting. And then there's a couple franchise models out there that have been very successful. It's interesting because as we built this, you start looking at some of those. Yeah, you're right. The biggest real estate brands in the country are franchises. The biggest hospitality and hotel brands in the world are franchises. But again, at the heart of those, they are ran and owned by families and individual you know, operations. I think there's a handful of things. But for our model, a lot of hotels, the truth is they get traded through brands, right? They can start off as an independent hotel brand. And that hotel a year then just says, hey, this is a better way for me to market these rooms and get additional exposure. I think that's something that we're doing a little bit differently with taking and finding existing operating partners that have existing inventory and then bringing it into an ecosystem that gives them a little bit more distribution, a little bit more advantage in their local marketplace. I also think that to this point of 20 years seems like a long time, but you know our industry is super in its infancy if you really think about it. No, it really is. So much has changed in the last five years. If you don't believe it, look out your window. The last five years in the vacation rental industry, it's like... Whoosh. Yeah. And we've been doing franchising. Like We started filing our FDD three years ago. And for us, it was more of a decision of how do we scale Cosigo? And you have two choices at that point, right? And it was readily available. There was a lot of money out in the industry to fund growth. But I think that's really where Steve and I made that decision of, okay, we've got to make sure that we do it very intentionally and do it to where we can do it at scale without having to go buy businesses and then be there boots on the ground and you know and all of that. Find people that are doing it best in class and participate with them in the success in their local markets, I think is going to be a fun journey here over the next 20 years. If we as an industry could make any technology, what technology today could we make that would help you the most? Oh, man. I think most people would tell you robots to clean toilets, probably. I mean, I think housekeeping is one of the biggest challenges that we have. I think finding someone that, as Steve puts it, that can turn wrenches and clean toilets. I mean, those are some of the hardest jobs to duplicate and to find people that can do it in a very consistent way with a very consistent standard. If Elon Musk could build robots to help us clean houses, that would be pretty incredible. We're super excited about some of the AI stuff that's coming out now. I think that that is going to rapidly change some of how not only we market properties, but how we service guests. And I think also how guests start planning for travel. I've done a chat GTP conference over in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. And you know, being able to literally get in there and say, I want to go on this trip. I want to leave this hour, this hour. I only want to do direct flights. And these are the things I want to do. Here's the places, the kind of restaurants I want to eat at. And I don't want to spend over $2,000. And AI being able to give you airline suggestions, hotel suggestions, restaurant suggestions with all the pricing, you know, the way that you want. I think it's going to change search and how people find property. I think that's going to be fun and scary all at the same time to see how that plays a part in this. But I think the guest experience can become better when done right. I am very excited about AI and pulling it into this industry too. I've been doing a lot of thinking and a lot of talking about it with people who are experts in the industry over the last three weeks, actually. And I'm thrilled to see. And if I was interested in starting another business, there's so much 
that you could do with that AI right now, my mind is blown with all the things that could be done, which I'm not going to do. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm going to leave that for someone younger who has more energy and wants to do oh, brand yeah. new business. I'm just saying, you want ideas? You're welcome to call me, guys. I got some great ideas. One of the things that I really like to create with this podcast is mentorship. Would you be willing to talk to somebody if they were going to call you and ask you questions? Yeah, absolutely. It's Ryan at Cosigo. It's pretty simple, but yeah, I mean, I love this industry. So I love talking shop with people. I love talking best practices. I love learning. I'm a continuous learner of this industry as well. So I learn a lot just hearing people's ideas and bouncing ideas off of other people, you know, I think is amazing and always willing to do that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for being willing to do that. And thank you for coming to talk with us for a few minutes. I really appreciate your approach to business. And I love the fact that you sold your first business before you ever did it. You just started a business and sold it. You know, so many people in our industry have done that and we don't applaud them for it. But it's those beginnings that happened to us as young people where we had that thing and that idea and we were successful and it just gave us the confidence to run. So congratulations on that. And congratulations for where you guys are. I know we'll be seeing a lot more of you across the U.S. and Virgin Islands, Mexico, and who knows Europe. So we're looking to see. We wish you lots of luck. And thank you again for coming. Thank you. Thanks for all the support. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by Streamline. To find out more about how Streamline can help grow your vacation rental business, visit StreamlineVRS.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.